Hi everyone, Donald Lowry here, and I'm the marketing director for Contra Radio Network. You know what helps me sleep well? Physical gold. Gold IRAs help people diversify. The best gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals with thousands of happy customers. Learn why Americans get gold IRAs. Get Augusta's free guide. Text CONTRA to 68592. That's C-O-N-T-R-A to 68592. Or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Blog Talk Radio. Do you believe that America has become too politically correct? Von Wehunt speaks truth to power. Do you see the coming of our political and economic demise? Von Wehunt speaks bluntly about the need to correct America's course quickly. And now, broadcasting from the Eagle's Nest, a man who makes no excuses for putting America first. Here's your host, Von Wehunt the Barbarian. Welcome tonight to Von Wehunt. Of course, that's your, your host right here. The Barbarian's always here in the studio. And The Bachelor's Guide to the Galaxy, episode 29 tonight. Our epic episode with the starting of September the 5th, 2023. As you know, this is the show on the first Tuesday of every month. Come rain or shine, and we welcome you all to the Space Age Bachelor Pad and our new blog talk radio show. Uh, this has been going on for a little while now, but to some of you, it's a new show because you only know us for the Thursday show, which is our hard-hitting political talk show, which, again, will be in two two nights for that as well. But uh, on this show, we have a lot of fun. Uh, you'll hear some great callers, some great promos, some great music, some uh, fun conjecture and talk. And uh, I welcome you all to the Bachelor's Den America uh, this is so cool to have this show on. As I say on a few of the shows, past and the present, gentlemen, pirates, and rat pack bastards worldwide, put your best red velvet smoking jacket on, light up your cigar or pipe with your favorite vintage and cool lighter. Get out the cufflinks, baby, or your favorite leather loafers, and suck back that Hair retro Goodfellas Goomba style with your favorite manly numero uno cologne as we delve yet again into the bachelor universe and galactic cosmos with wild abandon. Of course, this show is based on my hit book, The Bachelor's Guide to the Galaxy, and it came out in 2012. It's uh, you can find the book at all fine bookstores nationwide. We are going right through the course curriculum. As I, as your professor, we will go through the uh, all the great material here. We've talked about 
all kinds of concepts about the man about town, the bachelor on the make in America, and more. Passport bros, expat travel have been discussed. All that is good stuff. Well, tonight we'll get into all that again, much, much more. We'll talk about the toxic dating environment in America right now, the rise of social media, hookups, breakups, and the cost of divorce and children in our ever-inflationary economic environment. Now, when you call in at 563-999-3437, let's try to make your comments interesting, kind of funny maybe, or edgy. Tell us about bachelor experiences that you have had. This is not our deep rabbit hole type of show where we go down the rabbit hole. That's on for Thursday. On this show, keep it light, keep it airy, keep it um, fun, informative, but uh, we do want to move the needle forward, you know what I mean? So um, we will all come out of this okay and through what we're going through in America and the world. We have to get through this somehow, right? So that's why there's the Von Weehant Show. That's why I brought to you this show. It's a Von Weehant Show production. So tune in for Tune Out America. It's always your choice and your decision to make, Mr. and Mrs. America. And long live the Bachelor King, of course. We're now in the month of September. We're rolling right along through the new school year and um, school and universities and this online collegiate radio show are open for business. You may want to ask your college or university for if there's elective courses or points, uh, credits that you could get for listening to the Von Wien Show and its archives. Bring it up to your camp or school counselor. You never know. They might just say yes. And that's the point of tonight's show. Men, if you don't ask, you'll never know. If you don't ask about business, you'll never know. If you don't ask the lady for her hand or for her to go back to the bedroom with you, you'll never know. Ask, and you shall receive. It's biblical. It's what God said over and over again. And remember... But only you can make yourself happy in this life, no one else. We've gone over many cool subjects before in all of our past shows. The work wife and the work husband. Ultimatums by your girlfriend. Remember, we do not negotiate with terrorists on this show. The Morton Steakhouse Girl, and on and on it goes. Right now, let's um, get you all together, get you all lined up for the Animal House Fraternity Pledge, where we, we will formally induct you into the Radio Fraternity and Hall of Fame. Uh, I state your name. I state your name. Do hereby pledge allegiance to the frat. Do hereby pledge allegiance to the frat. Uh, with liberty and fraternity for all. Amen. Amen. Sergeant at Arms. Do your duty. Now on your job to talk, my name is Weasel. Uh, now on your name is Mothball. Kroger, your Delta Tau Kai name is 
Pinto. Why Pinto? Why not? What's my Delta Tau Kai name? Dorfman, you've given us a lot of thought. From now on, your name is Flounder. Flounder? We now consecrate the bond of obedience. Assume the position. That, of course, is from the hit show Animal House. This is our one show a month where we kind of sit back a bit, have a cocktail or two, have a cerveza, as they say in Mexico, have a beer, um, enjoy your friends and have a few laughs. And we'll get to some serious stuff, too. This book is not, and then this show, just for all of our new listeners, is not anti-marriage. It is not anything like that. It's just that if you look at the statistics in America, I'm, I'll be very candid here. We hope that marriages, if you do find the love of your life, last 50 years plus. But the average marriage still lasts about seven or eight years in America, uh, unfortunately. Um, but again, what they would what, what they would tell you is, well, kids, you had a good run, you had a good time, you banged out a kid or two, uh, you you know have a great life. They'll pat you on the head and send you on your way, right? That seems to be the way it is. Um, and I find that over and over again. Um, so this show is not against anything like that. We want our people to get together. We want uh, them to be happy. But marriage is, um, it's not cut out for everybody. The thing about it, I've always noticed, it's a one-size-fits-all mentality in the sense that a lot of people just are not cut out for it. You really have to be the kind of a guy or gal that's cut out for it. And in other words, are you really ready to settle down? Are you really ready to have one woman for the rest of your life? Are you really ready mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially? It's a lot of things to think about. Now, for a lot of guys, it's the way to go. And other guys that have more options, they might want to put it off for a little while. A lot of it depends on your station in life, what you're doing. For example, I know a guy, he has a business where he meets lots, and I mean lots, of young women. Some of the women find him attractive, and they're always giving him his card or a wink and a nod and saying, hey, big boy, you want to come over to my place or get together? You know, you know the drill, pun intended. Um, but my thing is, is he's got one of those jobs, right? Now, he's got plenty of time to get married. He, he wants to down down the road. I definitely get it. But my point is some guys don't have those opportunities. Maybe they work in a sheet metal factory or they work on a farm and a tractor or they work uh, just at a job where they don't meet lots of available women, put it that way. Now, not to say the guys that work in a factory or farm don't. My God, some farmers clean up out there in the beautiful hinterlands of America. Be surprised at what's out that way. Um, but I'm just saying that Every guy's got a different job or occupation or station in life. So you figure out where you're at in the in the big, big spectrum of things. While all that's going on, you know, you got Biden up there in D.C. They're, they're squeezing the bachelor dry. Maybe you're trying to save up uh, for a house. 
or for a ring someday for a future wife. Maybe you just want to play the field for a while and be a bachelor. There's nothing wrong with that. you got to figure out what you're ready for. But the government is trying to impoverish you guys. They're trying to demoralize you in more ways than one. Whether you get married or not, it doesn't matter. So this show is just about talking about men, uh, their behavior, what they do, what they want to do. And every guy is different. Every guy is like a book. I always say, it, 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 you know, some guys, I knew guys that were at age 18 or 20, they, they had a burning desire to get married. Some guys put it off to age 30. Some guys play the field to their 40, and, and, or they might go through one, two, or three wives in their lifetime. It's kind of a serial monogamist, you know. So um, a lot of interesting things there that are going on. Um, we talked about a lot of things here in the book. My book has got all these little micro chapters in it where it's an easy read. It's a thick book, but so is the galaxy, right? And it's an easy read. You can read to the book and zip through it in about a month. I tell you to write, you know, read about five to ten pages a night, and boom, put it by your bed. It'll put you to sleep, <laughs> and, and you'll have some extra knowledge about what's going on in this world, which is getting crazier by the day. I'm sure you'll you will definitely agree with that. I mean, you look at the news and what's going on, and there's a war on men. There's a war on the American bachelor. There's a war on the married guy, for hell, you know, for God's sakes. I mean, it doesn't matter. If you're a man in America, there's a big bullseye on your back. Now, we all know this is going on. I know uh, we've talked about corporate America before and, and how corporate America, if you're a, a, a male, they try to get you out. They want to root you out. They want to get you out of there. Um, they want to bring in a, somebody else of color, maybe. Um, so there's all that going on at the same time. All this diversity stuff's going on. You're being lectured to by the media, bombarded by the government. And uh, a lot of crazy, just crazy days. What you've got to do in my, in my book is stay functional through all the craziness that's out there. And it's getting harder and harder by the day. But um, you've got to stay functional. And you got to laugh at some of this stuff. You can't let everything, yes, things are serious. Yes, things are definitely serious in some parts of the, of the country. But at the same time, you got to look at these turkeys trying to get you down. And you just got to pity them, shake your head, redouble your efforts, and outthink them, outmaneuver them any way you can. And that's what this show is about, teaching you some mental skills to feel good about yourself, outthink these people that are trying to subvert you, undermine you from whatever walk of life they happen to be. Could it be your boss? Could it be your neighbor? Could it be a coworker? Could it be a family member? Uh, that's a touchy subject. Is everybody in your family, do, do, do they support you right now? I bet you it's 50-50 across the board. Are you getting, um, are, are they busting your chops to get married or to the first girl that you meet? Are they busting your chops? Are they, you know, making your life hell? Well, for some guys, the answer is yes. And, uh, you know, now my parents were old school back in the day. And uh, they did not want me, and I don't blame them, my, my parents married late. And they were actually pre-World War II. They were part of the greatest generation, quote-unquote greatest, right? 
But they did not want me to bring home any woman unless I was serious about her coming up the ranks. And, again, they got married late in life. And um, basically, I used to bring home a girlfriend. Boy, they could. They said, are you serious about her? I would say, well, no, we're just, we're just dating. Well, we don't want to get to know her too well. And that's old school. Now, parents don't even care. They just want to be friends with their son or their daughter, right? But uh, I didn't even bring home girls for years. Uh, my parents didn't even want to see them unless they said, unless you're serious about her, we don't want to meet her. How about those apples? You know, that's how it used to be. Um, I thought I would just, you know, the more the merrier, let everybody meet each No, no, they would have no, nothing to do with it. So I find that kind of interesting. But um, grab a cocktail and um, in a, an adult beverage. We're so glad that everyone's here. This show, by the way, on this Tuesday show, the first of every month, is growing by leaps and bounds. I can tell by the stats that come in. And it's amazing. And we've got some people that tell me that this show is sorely needed and basically that they love this show more than the Thursday show. And, you know, it's whatever you're into. That's why I designed this show because I had a lot of people. I said, you know, you can walk into a Barnes & Noble bookstore, for example. You'll see a 1,000 books on women, their feelings, how they feel about this and that. Could be men, politics, what have you, relationships. But there's a one book or one show virtually out there dedicated to men. And women are always welcome on the show. We've had many female callers over a time uh, the show has been on the air. But uh, this, there is not one show like mine where it's for men. Now, a lot of guys will call me and email me and say, I just want to listen to what the other guys have to say or what you have to say. That's totally cool. I get it. But if you want to call in, maybe you're afraid of your boss that's listening in or something, call in with an alias, whatever makes you feel comfortable. You don't have to use your real name if you don't want to, and that's always cool as well. Well, this show is based on the uh, legendary movie called The Ambushers, Dean Martin. We're so glad you're here tonight. We're so glad we have a lot of new listeners. I can tell by our studio board and stats. Welcome to the show, The Bachelor's Guide to the Galaxy, the greatest show on planet Earth.
Alias Matt Helm, asking you to help me uh, stamp out spies, or at least muss them up a little. In our new picture of the ambushers, I got my hands full with Matahara's like Santa Berger. Skull. Shirt skull's got ice in it. Janice Rule and those ever-loving sleigh girls. Don't shoot. They get you when you're high. They get you when you're low. They get you when you're standing still or else when you're much for one mad helm, so how about pitching in a little, huh? There's enough action for everybody, so bring your friends and we'll make them honorary ambushers. They're the ambushers. They're the ambushers. Oh, that's right. Whether she's blonde, brunette, or redhead, we like them all, right? We love them all. Well, whole inflation, you've heard all that phrase before. We've talked about that. It's real, folks. Ho inflation. Nothing, guys. Don't let your church dictate your life. Don't let the pastor or priest or whoever pressure you into having a family if you aren't ready for one. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to get ready if that's what you want. But remember, the church and its religious leader, whoever it is, is not paying your bills. So never forget that. If they aren't paying your bills, then they have absolutely no say in your personal life. And also don't let your brother or sister or family member push you around about not getting married. Well, ask them. If they aren't paying your bills either, then uh, don't listen to them. Do your own thing. You know, look, so just so we understand each other, if anybody is lecturing you as a bachelor, you're a young buck coming up, you're, you're a young guy coming up through the ranks, and they're not paying your bills, then you owe them nothing. Never forget that. You're just like Michael Corleone in the Godfather movie where he says, Senator, I'll give you my answer right now if you would like. My answer to you is nothing. You will get nothing, absolutely nothing out of me. And that should be your response. Pay your own bills, do your own thing. Life will hopefully work itself out. And by the way, we talked about this on past shows, about the funnel concept. I call it like life's funnel. In other words, you all know what a funnel is. It's real large at one end and real small at the other. So you're changing oil in, in your car. You get the idea. Well, when you're a young guy, you're at the large part of the funnel. 
where there's tons of women, you're bumping into them left and right in your teenage years, definitely your 20s. It's amazing. Women are just everywhere. They're in every occupation you are. 30s? Okay. Still really good. You're going down the funnel. It's getting less and less, right? You start to notice things, especially like in your mid-30s, 40s. Okay. Now you're in the narrower part of the funnel. You're meeting less and less women. You're not out and about as much. Maybe you're working a lot of hours of work. You um, Maybe you stay home on Friday night, watch a movie with the dog, or hang out with some friends, which is all great, but you're not meeting lots of available chicks. Let's be honest. Age 50 and above, for those that are there, uh, look, um, that's going to happen to some people. And uh, it gets tighter and tighter the older you get. If you notice, I'm sure you have, any social media app or online website, even your church, they always cater to the young people. Young, 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 young. America loves the young. America eats the young. But if you're in that mid part, like 40s, early 50s, 60s for those that are up there, there's really nothing for you. They expect you, and they assume you're already married. Many of you are, but a lot of you have been divorced, and you're not. And you don't want to get remarried for a ton of reasons. could be financial. Maybe you've already got your kids, and they're, you're done. You're done doing the kids thing. You've been there, done that. You could be a young 45 or 48 or something. So my thing is that a lot of these guys, they, they get up there, and they, um, you know, Look, um, getting re remarried, if you're trying to plan for retirement, if you're not careful, she could clean you out. So be careful. And also be careful these foreign chicks. A lot of guys gravitate to that. But be real careful with some of the foreign girls. All they want is to come over here and get a legal contract with you, have fun with you for three to five years, then dump you and divorce you, and take some of your assets and money. You, you might call me and say, hey, Vaughn, I don't have anything. Well, guess what? You got more than her. I always say, if, if, if you have a dollar, she wants half that dollar. It's as simple as it gets. So be careful in the ways of love and all of that. Just be careful. It's not against doing that. You just got to be really, really careful, especially in, in this era where everything is so litigious, especially out west where I live. I think all big cities, I live in the Scottsdale area, a lot of litigious people. And L.A. is ten times as worse, you know. So, um, just you know, check your family, check yourself. You know, um, what's going to be normal, I think, in the future, is what I like to call the old man with the dog <laughs> and the female spinster with a 100 cats in her luxury condo. Unfortunately, this will be the new marital paradigm or single paradigm and syndrome in America. Did you know that 51% now of all the American households are run by a single person, not a family? And in, in my book, people tell me, they go, hey, what happened, man? What happened? And I get calls and emails and Telegrams, I, was, I just love saying telegrams because the Generation Z and the 
people above them, they have no idea what that means. What's, what's a telegram? That's why I say it. It's kind of an inside joke. If you are a millennial, Google the word telegram. <laughs> Start with there. Um, well, what happened was COVID ruined the dating scene in America. And then you had the advent of social media, which also drew a vampire stake in dating. <clears throat> and then we've had contentious elections, and people argue about that. And it goes on and on and on. But COVID really was a game changer. I mean, before COVID, people would go out. Yeah, they had the Internet, but, they, but when COVID came, women had the perfect excuse now. Not to leave the house. Oh, I can't go. I might die. Right? Did you hear that? I did. I can't go to that party. I might die. Somebody there may have cooties, God forbid, or a virus. Because Dr. Felt, she said so. Right? Well, I noticed that the, that the party counts uh, were going down the drain. People would throw house parts. I said, last year you had 80 people, 100 people over here. What happened? COVID. Ten people show up. Eight people. And it whittles down from there. It was pathetic. I know for about a year and a half, I was doing the show, and I would meet up with a buddy of mine. We would, uh, the Gladiator and others, we would do a little barbecue every few weeks and drink a few beers and smoke some cigars and just enjoy the beautiful Arizona winter. Look at those purple mountains at night at sunset. Gorgeous. But we talk about this stuff and and even and the problem was all the guys went online. Simps went online. The simps were emailing the ugly chicks where they were getting like five hundred email likes in a week. And after a while, if you're an ugly chick in America, guess what? Guess what, boys? She thinks she's really hot, and she thinks she's hotter than you. And she can get a Brad Pitt with $10 million who will commit to her. It's a joke, I know, but they believe this. And on and on it goes, and the beat goes on. So I knew guys that were fit, had a job, email 100 women a month. And their response rate was about four or five chicks out of a hundred because there were that many. Everybody was at home. They were bored online. And these guys were emailing the women, picking up their Biden and their Trump COVID check, right? Picking up that government cheese. Well, it, it got so bad that what well, my point is, is that it created a lot of new habits that women had, and they still have them today. I know bar owners in Scottsdale are still struggling to get people out and about, and they've dropped the mask mandate. That hasn't been going on right for a year or two now. But they it's still a struggle. I can remember when there was standing room only at these Phoenix and Scottsdale bars, lines out the door, live band. I love live music. Forget it. Got to get there early if you want a table, like two, three hours early. Now you can walk right on in about a half hour before the show. <laughs> My God, has it changed? 
you know. Um, well, be careful of these online women guys. I told you before, they're getting a lot of simps emailing them, and you don't have to marry the first chicky that you meet, the first fat whore, whatever phrase you want to use. Because there are some women out there that, again, they're not God's gift to women, but they think they are now. Because so many guys are emailing them, hey, baby, you're hot, you're this, you're that. I don't recommend marriage unless you meet the woman of your dreams. Remember, always remember, gentlemen, that you are entering into a legal contract with a family court of law. Anything you say can and will be used against you in that same court of law. It's just a temper and caution you. As I drive around Phoenix, Scottsdale, or L.A., or Dallas, or Las Vegas, or maybe up in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, or when I, I get back out east, it's not too much different, but, it's, but especially out here. You see all the attorney billboards saying that they take divorce cases 24-7? Yeah, they have a toll-free number to take your case right now over the phone. Sure, they will take your case. You are just funding the beast system that is used against you to demoralize you, impoverish you, because you made a dumb decision, a dumb choice. Now, again, nothing against marriage. You meet the right girl. I say, go for it. I tell guys, man, she said, well, she's wonderful. I'd go for it if I were you. But a lot of guys don't think very far beyond the end of you know what. How my dad used to say, Son, don't do your thinking with the little head, though it is fun. Do your thinking with the big head, and you'll be a lot better off. You know, um, look, it is what it is, and it's the world that we live in. We simply report on it and talk about it. The show is not for everybody. If it's offended you, turn the dial and go back to your Rhino talk show or your sports channel or the weather. That's so exciting. Right? If you want to hear some salacious things, some interesting things, some different points of view. Now, on this show, we talk about the man about town, the bachelor. We will talk about how politics and economics and the social strata, uh, it's more of a social bit on this show, how it can affect him. Again, each man to his own devices, I always say. Some guys are different. And many guys are. We're all an individual book. Never forget that. Well, with all that going on, let's get to a call. Let's get to uh, Brett the Surfer, surfing off the coast of uh, Mexico, I think, tonight, right? This is Brett the Surfer. How's it going, man? Hey, what's going on, Dan? How you doing, Don? Hanging in there? Yeah, yeah, we're doing, hey, we're doing great, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just uh, just chilling out here enjoying life, man. Just uh, kind of laughing at that whole burner fiasco, uh, the uh, Burning Man thing and all the burners out there. Um, oh, yeah. Just, Wasn't that uh, great? Crazy, man. That's kind of the, kind of the sign of it. You know, it's just that, that's, uh, you know, originally that idea kind of made, it was kind of an interesting concept where you leave no trace behind Kind of like, you know, uh, you and myself being Eagle Scouts, uh, you you uh, clean up your camp. You take everything with you if you go camping or do whatever. And that was kind of their philosophy right. 
um, the beginning of that when it started in San Francisco, and but it turned into something different, you know, man. And uh, I think it started like in 1986. I was reading something there, but uh, you know, whatever. It's just uh, it's more like I don't know. I don't know what it is now. It's a big drug fuel. Like, I don't even think there, I don't know, there might be some entertainers or something, but I, I heard it was like $1,000 just to go. That wasn't for VIP treatment. That was just to go and camp, have a campsite. If you wanted the better stuff, it was, it was like, like three meals. That was like two, $3,000 a person. I don't know. I mean, I heard the revenue they make off that is $200 million. And, uh, you know, they do today, they give it to uh, profitable or, or to charitable things, but, you know, you don't know, you know. But uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I I mean, that's not where a single guy I think you should probably head out. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think you're going to meet someone <laughs> of uh, strong character or whatever, you know, out at a Burning Man, but... I could be wrong. I, I don't know. I'm, uh, you know, there are like 70,000 people out there. That um, you know, it's just, uh, it's kind of the state that we're in. It's like, the fact that people would pay that much money to go out, even if it was dry. I know. That wind and that alkali or whatever is in that sand, like, it can't be a healthy place to be, you know? I mean... Even if it wasn't any rain. I'm so glad you brought that up, the Burning Man Festival. What a great topic for the Bachelor's Guide to the Galaxy radio show. You know, I was watching that, and I saw all these guys up there trying to score with those crazy liberal hippie girls, right? And uh, God smited that entire thing with mud. I mean, uh, my God, the Dust Devils were demonic looking. Did you see those? On Twitter no. and on the internet, uh, oh, these things came out of the sky. These dust devils. It was like watching Sodom and Gomorrah. They had a weird, those weird floodlights on the dust devils. There was, I counted eight of them that descended down, and they were just churning up the mud around the RVs. Uh, they had flooding, rain. Everybody was bogged down. Um, Black Rock, Nevada is where the CIS folks. It's up there in northwest Nevada. And the local authority said no planes in, no cars in, and none going out. People were screaming to get out. They go, if you want to get out, you have to leave all your gear and walk out on foot out of the Burning Man Festival camp area. It's almost biblical. I was waiting for the horde of locusts what's that, what's that to show up. If I, if I were there, if I were there, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't go to something like I mean, I hear from some people who said they've come back with it. It was like a dark energy there, and they come back. It's, yes. It's just, uh, I don't a know. A dark, yeah, demonic I mean, energy. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean. I, I don't know. I mean, I think that's a lot of that is in yourself. You know, if you're a strong enough person and a, more, a positive, if you're True. an optimistic guy, I mean, I'm a surfer, sales guy. So when, um, you know, I'm, I could go to that. Um, I would pretty funny. <laughs> but, you know, not everybody's coming away feeling like totally demonic. But uh, I heard that too. A dark know. and demonic energy was following me home. I'm going, no, it's you. It's you. 
<laughs> you already brought that know. there. And a lot of people said yeah. that because I'm going, you know, these things were almost like biblical coming down. I'm going, well, God really yeah. hates the Burning Man Festival. Because think about it. These were the, now not to go on a, this is this is a light show, airy show, but not just to go off on a funny tangent. These are the same kind of people, seriously, who would celebrate and worship the golden calf in biblical times. Yeah. Same kind of well, people that would be out there dancing it. around the golden calf, you know, before yeah, Moses I mean, comes down and that. smites them all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I had heard that the, that Burning Man uh, originated way back in, I think in BC. Even. I don't. I might have even been BC, uh, where uh, it was called the Wicker Man, and they would put people in there and have a yes. I remember that. Was, you know, so, That's uh, the Winter know. Man. No, the Wicker. The Wicker yep. Man. The Wicker. Yeah. yeah, the Wicker. I'm sorry, the Wicker Man. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, I don't know if that's exactly what they're trying to do if, or if they're just trying to build a new, I don't know. But it is kind of creepy to think that, that the origins of a wooden statue being burned were originally, you know, <laughs> there were people inside of it, you know. And, well, and, uh, have you ever seen the pictures? I'm sure you have. On Go to Google, folks, which I have. And I was researching this over the weekend about all the the photographs of Burning Man Festival. And there are some eerie, eerie occult-looking things there. And, uh, yeah, that's a great topic. Now, a lot of guys, not anyone that I know, but I was reading a lot of the comments of, of the guys that were going, wow, there's going to be a lot of hot chicks up there. We go up there every year. It's going to be a lot of fun. So they were caravanning up there. Because, look, to a, you know, if you're a young 25-year-old dude, you, you know, it's booze, it's RVs, it's camping, it's music, a lot of hot chicks that are kind of loosey-goosey, if you know what I mean. And, uh, yeah. you know, so I can see why some young buck would go, yeah, man, let's go up there and uh, camp out for a week and just, you know, be a hedonist. Uh, I get it. I get it. I mean, you know, but my, my thing is, is uh, <laughs> this year, man, it's like, the plague hit that place. I was waiting for the biblical horde of locusts and the plague, seriously. I thought, well, then we heard yeah, rumors I, that I, Ebola I, broke out. Those were false, I yeah, heard, later, yeah, I think. That, was, that wasn't true. But that but, was a wild it, it, rumor it, it, that Ebola broke out. I mean, talk about weird, yeah. man. You know. But it's some bad juju with that whole thing. I mean, and it's 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 like, look, we need to get back to some morality, you know, and and as a country, no, you know, so, no, just kidding, you know, <laughs> you know. I know what but, you're yeah, saying. Well, you know. You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? And gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals, their track record is no less than phenomenal. 
they have thousands of happy customers, and they are absolute best. They are amazing. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of their retirement portfolios. You need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious about this. So text CONTRA to 68592. Again, text C-O-N-T-R-A to 68592. CONTRA to 68592 or go to com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. You know. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you're on a good a good roll there. I was just interjecting a yeah, joke. Yeah, so. no, that, you know, so, so, I mean, it, it's, I guess, and, but I've also heard there's a, a lot of copious amounts of uh, drugs and stuff up there. So, I don't know. Yeah. Just, uh, no. Come on. But you know what? It seems like everybody is pretty peaceful, but I didn't see any. There was one guy that died electrocuted, but um, I, you know, it wasn't like it was a, a Hell's Angels rally or, or biker gangs up there and there were 50 murdered or something. I that wish. Was, it was, it was I know, wish. I don't know. <laughs> no, it'd be a lot more fun <laughs> to have a biker I, rally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that might be a better deal. But, uh, I can bring I, up my I motorcycle. I would, like, I, would, I wouldn't, and I don't think you would advise any single guy to head out to burning no and i never have i've been asked i've been asked people go why don't you ever bring up burning man and i go because i don't i don't recommend going going there i had a few people actually ask me about that and i go you know we like your show but you never encourage i go i don't you know it's just look it's a it's i i laugh at it because to me it's kind of a leftist hippie thing left over from woodstock right and um, yeah. look, if you're a liberal guy just starting to learn about politics, I get it. I get it. But I don't expect my show to recommend it and encourage you and light a fire under your ass to go there. That's not my role at all. If you want to go, go. But don't expect me to give you the red carpet treatment or prod you along. Because really, uh, that thing has got a recipe for disaster, which is what happened. I go, I would never recommend anybody in my audience to go to that Trump rally in D.C. or the Burning Man Festival, you know, because uh, as a bachelor, I want you to be safe. I want you to save your money. I don't want you to be blowing money on on drugs, you know, hookers, coke up there. Uh, And then you get bogged down. Uh, You get, you know, then the police come out. I mean, it's been a week of hell. They they put the best spin on it. The liberals do. I watched your videos on Twitter, and they go, "Yeah, it's kind of muddy. We're 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 boxing here for a week, but I think people are going to get naked now and roll around in the mud." I'm going, "Oh, how wonderful! How wonderful!" It, it is. You know that's yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, and I'm it, looking at the women going. It, I don't want to see them naked or or in the mud. You know, some of the women there were hot, some of them weren't, and I'm just going, "Yeah, that could be." That could go either way. That could go south really fast. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's, you know, people look to me and I go, if I recommend something, I'll be there first in line. How about those apples? I'll be there with you. But uh, that's why it's funny. I got those people go, hey, man, Bernie Man's come on. You never mentioned. I go, why would I encourage you to go to that? You obviously are not a listener to my show. 
<laughs> but um, yeah. some guys just well, hear you know, it's, it's this and that, and they that put two and two together. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, I was surprised that there weren't any big outbreaks of, I think if everybody, if it continued raining and people couldn't get out, imagine what what sort of happened. I mean, with diseases breaking out and, and different, uh, well, yeah. I don't know. See, and more, more rain is scheduled. God has ordered more rain to hit that area people. this week, I heard. Seriously, man. I mean, they're going to, they could get deluged with water and flooding right before they're about to leave. It hasn't dried up yet. I mean, that was a lot of rain well, for a desert. That, to me, was eerie. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are a group of Crazy. them that are, are it's like a nine-hour wait, and they're a huge group going, but there are a lot of them that can't really go. And and you know what? If it was if you were only if it was only six miles away, I would take enough water in the beginning, and I would have started walking. That's what Chris Rock and and that <laughs> Diplo guy they walked. I would have yeah. walked six miles about an hour and twenty minute walk, or is it about an hour? Yeah. Maybe an hour and fifteen minute walk, and take the walk and hit the main road, and they got a ride, man. And I would not sit mm-hmm. there in that. That mess, man, with that 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 sand is acidic. I think it can, it can, I don't know, I think it, it got Oh, and they burning. say the stench, the stench of there's no open latrines, and they say the stench around yeah. there is terrible now, and you have all those thousands of people, and uh, it's just, no, that's nasty, dude, that's yeah. nasty. Uh, forget that. Um you know, but no, uh, it's interesting you brought that up because I was thinking about that too, and that's a great topic even for tonight's show and Thursday's show, the Burning Man Festival. I'll have some more stats yeah. by Thursday. Uh, they're supposed to shove yeah. off tomorrow, and I'll, I'll 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 get some good numbers for the Thursday show about about what happened, how yeah. many went to the emergency room. Uh, look, I mean, I know two people that are there now. Okay, uh, they're from Scottsdale. Their names will, will not go mentioned. Uh, they're good people, uh, but they're like they're in that whole. I don't. They're really an acquaintance of mine. They're not a close friend. I just know them through parties and what and whatnot over the years. And they're up there, and I'm sure they're making the best of it. You know, it's a guy in a in his girlfriend, but um, you know, better them than me. <laughs> I don't want to go up there. I don't have no. I mean, to me, that's just I don't know. Uh, it's got. Too many things can go wrong, and this year everything went wrong. Talk about Murphy's frickin' law, man. I mean, Murphy is a bitch. Came out swinging this year. Yes, he did. You know? Yeah. Oh. Either Murphy or Murphy's bitch came out swinging. (laughs) I don't know which one, but they call him Murphy's law for a reason. Irish Murphy had too much to drink and went crazy. He threw them for a loop. Well, he? I mean, that's the Nevada desert. It's supposed to be hot and dry up there, especially this time of year. No, biblical rain. Crazy, man. Yeah. Well, what are your other yeah. thoughts, Brett, tonight that are going on? What's, of course, you used to have a wild bachelor life. You're now a family man here in Phoenix. You live in the, uh, my God, you, now you're like part of the establishment. You're in the historic district. Yeah. You got a wife and two boys. Good, good, good for you. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, man. No? Enjoying your life and enjoying my life, man. And um, boys, man, pretty awesome. But you know, it, it's uh, you know, it's I, you know, it's each his own, you know. And like I was talking to my brother, brother who's single, you know, and and he, I, I told mm-hmm. him, look, it's not for everybody. having kids, getting married. It's not for everybody. Some people, some people cannot deal with that, and they're they're not geared for it, you know. Um, right. And, you know, death, and if you're not, don't do it, you know. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, have, have you seen those freak outs? There's already some Bernie Man freak outs on Twitter. Twitter always seems to get the stuff. For That's why I always scroll Twitter every stuff. single day. I, I saw one or two freak outs. Okay. Going, this can't be going on. And they're like slamming stuff around and pretty funny. Very imploding, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, it, 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 they're going to be, I, I, who knows what's really going on. Because you've got a lot, 70,000, and you might have had 10,000 that were able to get going today. But what the rest, mm-hmm. there's like, it is like a regular city. Like, you have the wealthy area, people that are, Fully loaded with everything, like. Well, you've got gridlock of traffic now. So the ones that try to get out from the mud, they're they're now in traffic for hours trying to get out of that little. It's a little tiny speck in Nevada. Yeah. And they went there thinking we can be hedonistic and no one's going to know. Blah 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 blah. They burned that big man, like five stories tall or something. It's almost like um, the Bohemian Grove kind of a thing. You know, yeah. for the secret societies, but uh, you know, I mean, it's one of those things that, yeah, you know, it's if you're over forty-five, and I'm being very generous here, and you're still going to Burning Man, seriously, that's kind of pathetic. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, yeah. you should have a life, at least something. I mean, if you're still going out out there to run around with a bunch of twenty-year-olds in the mud. I kind of get it. I kind of don't. To me, it's just sort of a waste of time, effort, and money. Uh, that's yeah. for yeah, eighteen to thirty year olds, in my view. Thirty five is pushing it, but people do it. You know, I know the friends that I know are out there. They're hell. They're in their late forties. Um, but again, that's their that's their lifestyle. They'll they'll say, Brett, don't judge me. That's my lifestyle, bro. It's my lifestyle. Okay. All right. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Keep on uh, smoking what you're smoking. Will, yeah, Will. You know? I don't know. I don't know, man. You know what? It too has, funny. It has, you know, it's just like if, I know. You, if, you abuse, if you abuse alcohol, if you abuse drugs, if you do abuse people in general, you know, bad things are going to come back to you, man. Like you can't just abuse things. It's everything in moderation, and and uh, you know. So I don't know. I think that if people go out there and are prepared, you know how we're always talking about being prepared. You know, if you went out there with all the camping gear, rain equipment, and and four wheel drive, definitely almost something on top of four wheel drive, chains to put on. Man, you would almost need chains to get through that mud, right? 
You need those uh, I, I those snow, snow tires, man, to get through the mud. But you know what? One good thing about it, because I don't want to knock anybody. If that's your if that's your thing, hey man, whatever floats your boat. I always say, uh, just don't call the show. No, I'm just kidding, just kidding. But if you're into Burning Man, the great thing about it, I always try to find the positive, is it gets you ready for the zombie apocalypse. It does. It's like a scene yeah. from Mad Max. With Mel Gibson, it gets you ready because the people that go God. there look like they came off a Hollywood film set of Mad Max, Beyond Thunderdome, seriously, and it's going to get you ready yeah. when it really hits the fan. That's the one positive thing. <laughs> but the but the bottom line that's my spin on it. Yeah, and they won't mm-hmm. be prepared though. In reality, they won't be prepared. Because most of them. Oh, I know. Prepared. I'm being. I, I'm being very yeah. generous here. They're not prepared on any level. The only thing that's going to help them is they'll say, "Oh yeah, I've seen this before. <laughs> I've seen these people before." Well, they're now, but yeah. now they're coming at you with uh, sticks and stones and guns and knives. It isn't some uh, peace pipe they're offering you, man. Just uh, food for thought there. So true. You know. So true. <laughs> Brent, thank you, yeah. man, for the call. Appreciate it. All right. All right, Vaughn, man. Have a man. great night. Brother. You take it easy, Thank man. you, brother. Have a great night, man. Yeah. You bet. Take care. Right. Good talking to you. All right. Brent the Surfer. Well, I'll tell you one thing that uh, Brett has and my audience has that the people at Burning Man Festival do not have. They probably reek out there, and we're going to send them uh, some good some good wishes that we, we uh, wish them well. We know some are, could be possibly many are listening in on the show tonight. We wish you well. We're just kidding and you know, having some fun with the terrible news out there at Burning Man Festival. So we wish you guys get back home safe and sound. And uh, in the meantime, um, try to put on some on some Numero Uno cologne. You'll feel better, you'll smell better, and you'll even look better. Four men on a search. Each man different. Living his own way, searching, discovering Numero Uno, the new thing in colognes for men. In all the world, there are only four basic masculine scents. Here's the best of each. Numero Uno Gold. Numero Uno Green. Numero Uno Red. Numero Uno Silver. Four Numero Uno colognes, all different, all wild. Find yours with a searcher kit, a jigger of each scent. Then get a full-size bottle of the one that makes it for you. Numero Uno! Just love that. Well, what's brought in time in Hollywood? It sounded like this. Los Angeles weather. Low overcast tonight, low around 58, mostly sunny tomorrow with a high near 68. No small beaches now, 62. Valley 66, downtown 65. Orings County, 66. Don't dare stare at the illustrated man. Have you or someone you know ever had a hard drive crash? Or maybe your cell phone or tablet died, taking all of your pictures with it. You've thought about backing up your data, but all of the plans out there cost too much money for just a little bit of storage space. Well, now there's a solution. Got backup? 
That's right, Got Backup will allow you to back up unlimited devices, up to six terabytes of data for only $9.97 a month. And that's not all. You can earn commissions by referring friends and family too. Got Backup is the only data storage center that allows you to earn income on your referrals. Check out Got Backup now. Log on to john-jeffers.com. That's john-jeffers.com. Log on now. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Movies. Yes, we are. We like to talk about like that L.A. DJ. I'm going to work on that. I'm, I'm going to work on getting that voice down. That guy's got a great, great voice. Uh, really cool stuff there. Uh, yeah, Burning Man Festival, uh, complete utter disaster. I don't want to candy cut it to you, Mr. and Mrs. America. It's a complete disaster of biblical proportions. Um, we do wish all the people that get home there safe and sound. Get back to L.A., get back to Phoenix, Scottsdale, get back to uh, Vegas, get back to Utah. Some of you are from Texas, uh, Missouri, Arkansas, Florida, Illinois, Washington State, you name it. Yeah, get back and uh, put your feet up, get a nice ice-cold beer and say, I went to Burning Man Festival and I survived. You know, God, it must be just amazing. Um, well, let's get Irish Pirate on. Um, Mr. Pirate, are you going to the Burning Man Festival next year? What do you think, uh, sir? I rejected. I rejected going to any of the Burning Man <laughs> stuff. I, I, I'll be honest. I thought that I, I couldn't figure out why they were worshiping the Burning Man, why they burned it at the end of the ceremony. That was what turned me off. I, I didn't have a problem right. with well they were rejecting modernized society they you know they refuse to take money they they absolutely demand barter which i like we'll get to that um mm-hmm. so the, the problem that i had with it was it became too pagan for me that they were worshiping right. something that i could not understand but I did like the idea mm-hmm. that whatever it was that you had, if you were into entertainment, if you were into arts and crafts, if you what, whatever it is you did, you were freely able to barter it at Burning Man, and that's why it grew an audience because there were some things you could get there that you couldn't get anywhere else, and or you know hear bands that never got together except there and stuff like that. It did have its own legs, but the problem is it encouraged a lot of scoundrels. It encouraged a whole lot mm-hmm. of people you don't want to know. Yeah, and they, right. and they were just looking for opportunities to take advantage of people. And and they, similar to Chaz Chop, had to do their own security. Mm-hmm. I mean, people don't realize that. You're on your own when you're in a place like that. You have to go there in a big pack. You are. You have to do yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. And so, yeah, the, the mob rule of that is what turned me off. I, I can't be me mm-hmm. in an environment like that. And I certainly wouldn't be right. interested in any of the women that I would meet in a place like that. But um, right. But I, I know a lot about it because uh, one of my exes used to be a regular in, on that kind of thing, and and yeah, she turned it down. You know, mm-hmm. and eventually she's like, mm-hmm. eh. and um, gotcha. And I appreciated my ex. I appreciated my ex for turning it off. I appreciated my ex for for uh, getting a clue that you just can't live your life like that. Every year, I, I don't. I think she went to two of them. 
Mm-hmm. And I felt that it was going to get bigger as as things went along. But I also, yeah, they, they finally, and, and you know how I am with weather warfare and stuff like that. I think that the hurricane that went through L.A. left a big trail right through there. Mm-hmm. And, and really damaged, I, I think it was deliberately intended for that. Because in general, the government doesn't like hurting that, right? They're not... One of the biggest expressions that I appreciate out of such a ceremony is they're saying that big-time technocracy and all this stuff doesn't matter to us. You know, we're going to wear what we want to wear. We're going to, you know, we're going to engage with each other the way we want to establish our own friendships and that type of thing. And that I at least can appreciate. You know, there's a libertarian in me that says, yeah, if if you can establish a win-win that you and I can both do it together and, and not have to hurt each other over uh-huh. it. I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, I, I don't need everybody yeah. to be pushing my furthest limits because there's a difference between libertarian and libertine. Libertine is the guy that uh-huh. says, yeah, let's push everything to the limit. I'm not leaving until I'm bleeding. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's like that, that mm-hmm. team, I, I can see that in people's handwriting. I can see that, you know, there, there's evidence of people out there that just life is meant to be experienced until I die. And I, it's like, well, Death in and of itself is an experience. Go for the gusto, dude. <laughs> I don't need to take part in that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, take it to limit Love tonight. It. But, um, yeah, so... It was extreme, uh, I, bro. I, I, yeah. Well, I'm, like I said, extremists, to me, um, there's a reason why I'm good with the ethereal, you know, good with things that could be envisioned. I mean, there's a reason we strategize war and don't participate mm-hmm. in it. Because we know what's going to happen if it gets to that level. Now, they're trying to get us to that level. And uh, right. I'm not interested. And the same thing is true. But I am into being able to barter anything because they do that there. I mean, they absolutely will not take anybody else's currency of any kind. Everything mm-hmm. must be bartered. And I liked that part of it. I just can't imagine what people might barter if it's wide open like that. But, uh, again, uh, 70,000 people... I won't say that it, there, you could say that that can't be wrong because it was growing, but I also mm-hmm. think it gave it a direction as a group of people that I didn't want to participate in. That I can honestly yeah. say, yeah, you're getting away from me now toward me. What, now that you're up at 70,000, I can see what you guys want. And I'm not interested because I am, you know, uh, unlike what I've heard earlier, I am the Christian based kind of guy. I am looking to settle down. I want to be able to keep the one wife and, yeah, I don't. I don't see that as a limitation on my life. I see it as an encouragement to be the. It's easier to me to be the person you are, with one person knowing all your dirty secrets instead of everybody. I mean, that's that's kind of the way I look at it. And uh, I admit, relationship I have went backwards. It went top down instead of bottom up. But if you're going to be dating on a high school and into college and stuff like that, you're going to know each other's dirty secrets real quick. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, now you got to figure out if there's anything at the top for you. And uh, I get that. That's dangerous. But if you've been through, uh, you know, a kid and a couple of marriages and stuff, um, I also recognize that the, the tide was against me and the percentages were really bad. And I had to do something. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. to me, that's when I went spiritual. That's when I really, really said, look, the odds are so bad that it's going to take a, an act of God for me to get a decent mate at this point. 20% of everybody that's left over is a narcissist. That's a known fact. Mm -hmm. You can't avoid them when maybe 0.2% of the right ones. 
and 20% of the wrong ones. It's like those odds are really bad. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell True. people at that point. So you got it. And so what I've said on previous Bachelor shows, you have to have a strategy. You actually literally have to say, okay, the odds are against me if I'm, you know, and we're talking about I was probably around, uh, I'm going to say into my late 40s when I recognized this problem was uh-huh. going to be the issue. Yeah, and it's like, what do you do? Because I don't have the prime to be able to reset. You know, I can't just go out socially and stir up, uh, you know, shake the trees and rake the leaves kind of thing. Uh-huh. The, um, you know, the, the, uh, they have these uh, plenty of fish type places out there. It's like, yeah, more of the same right. is what that means to me. <laughs> yeah, so whatever didn't yeah, work exactly. in the past, you could just keep repeating. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, obviously, as an intellectual, I, I have some very specific needs. I, I need somebody can under, uh, that, number one, if I understand them, that, it, that I can make it work. Because that's what I learned over time. I was I was thinking mm-hmm. that my ideal partner would be one of those understanding, intuitive, perceptive kind of, you know, super deep kind of introverted, I, I, and that's what I'm becoming. <laughs> I'm I'm becoming the person right. I think that I should have been compatible with. I mean, everybody should be compatible with me, I guess, but uh, only right. if, only if you like I said, uh, my relationship now is top down. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you look in mm-hmm. the, the King James Bible, that's where we answer our biggest arguments. That's, I mean, that's where we're going to go. Oh, and you'll always you yeah. do that. It's not like he told you so. It's more like, hmm, even I didn't expect it to say exactly the way it came out. And so the really neat yeah. thing is that opens up things. It doesn't shut the doors. It opens them up. And so commitment for me is, has always been an opening of doors, not closing them. It's saying I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to leave myself available to things I don't like, like Burning Man. I'm, I'm not going to leave myself out there to be, <laughs> you know, God forbid, have to deal with, you know, women on the left. And we, and we talked about that earlier. Yes. Right now, in college, in college, there are men and women who are seeking mates, and the men are sliding to the right, and women are sliding to the left in the same classroom. I mean, talk about yep. divergency. Talk about no pickets. I mean, you're supposed to, if you're all at the same university in the same area, roughly, I mean, they don't teach everything at every single college. I mean, you're there for a reason. You'd think there'd be a whole lot of things that are kind of together when you go to the same university, but we're learning Mm -hmm. that that's not true. We're learning that that is a fallacy. You're going there, and they're deliberately structuring the society in college of which, again, we've talked about this, 63% of the graduates are going to be women, and it's rising. Okay? Mm-hmm. Who's going to marry those True. women if academia spoils their brains, spoils their hearts, spoils their spirits? <laughs> I mean, I want to barf. Right? I mean, seriously, is, is, is that all there is? Because well, I'm Irish. I have always told guys on... Right. I've always told guys on, on the show, if you want to meet some chicks out there, enter the college. That's where all the women are. Go to college, young man. Not go west. Go to college. Enroll. If you want to meet women that are somewhat intellectual, just or at least just you know good, well-rounded, uh, in more ways than one. Just kidding. Uh, go to college. Enroll. Sign up. <laughs> go to the guidance counselor. Quit your dead end job. Yeah, get some Biden cash, some Obama college loan money. Hell, they'll never ask for it back anyway. They'll just keep extending you. I mean, look, our debt's already like, uh, what, $32 trillion. 
what's a few more trillion, right? I mean, we're already past the point of no return. Um, I don't blame a young guy for doing that. That's really your best thing. Get a couple degrees that hopefully are worth something. Uh, that's where you meet all the bait, all the good, uh, good parties, and go from there. Eventually, you got to graduate and get a real job in the real world. But, um, yeah, if you're a young buck, go to college. If you're working at Target well, that's- and you hate your boss who's, um, you know, some stranger from some foreign land, just quit and go back to college. Screw it. You know? Yeah, I, no one's well, going to pay you anything when, when you're young anyway. That's the little secret. Nobody pays you any money anyway until you're at least 25. So those years from 18 to 25, you just get barely over minimum wage anyway. You might as well be in, be in school. No one's going to pay you crap again. That's why no. I'm kidding. See, I could cheat on that, Don. What are your thoughts, I, sir? I, during those ages, I was in the military. And that my dad oh, the military is great. He was a military right. man, and he met. He my, met his might as well. well. I wouldn't recommend it now. I, I've told people my line in the sand there is uh, October 10, 1995. I knew that was coming, and so that mm-hmm. was the day where it wasn't American to be in the in the military anymore, right? They they were they were already right. starting to. For example, Toro's dress uniform is going to be United Nations blue. That, that happened on October 10. That's right. That was it. I changed. I knew when that happened, I was done. Mm -hmm. Well, and I've now talked to people. They'll say, well, they're going to do stuff like that to me, but I'm going to get out of it. It's like, well, you're going to get out of it, but the problem is the society that you're coming back to is going to be just as messed up. You're leaving a society, Mm -hmm. and now the military is becoming woke, and that's what you're trying to avoid. How do you get away from (laughs) it when you get out? Because we see what they're doing now with – um, the people that fought in Vietnam, for example, and bring that forward, you know, Desert Storm and whatnot. So they're not taking care of their people when they get messed up. How do you plan on taking care of yourself when your commanders are screwing you up deliberately? That they, you know, they have other mm-hmm. agendas. It used to be the military, military people, and I'll admit the smartest of them were in the Navy, in my opinion. They had some really, really interesting ideas. I found out later that many of them were overly attracted to business, such as nuclear submarines. You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. build this big fleet for them, and they're, they're going to go around and do all this stuff. It's like now we've seen what the nuclear program does. It destroys the world. <laughs> it's right. It's not right. very right. good for the environment to run around with a bunch of nuclear power reactors. I mean, look exactly. at the nuclear reactor in Japan that was built at sea level. What a stupid concept. Fukushima, baby. Yes. Oh. Yeah, the waters now yeah, are raising crazy. in temperature, and they don't cool the nuclear reactor. They don't cool the nuclear reactors that's as quick as they used to. That's right. So, so much for, for, in this case, Admiral Rickover's idea of making a nuclear navy. It, I was on it. I became part of it. It's what they recruited me to do. And I ended up, shall we say, it rejected me before I rejected it, but it was pretty close second. I mean, we were definitely mm-hmm. not liking each other. And the people that they wrote the intelligence and put them in, and those are the people I get along with really well now. I've still got friends that, that are not where I was stationed, but, like, going to school is where I, the friends that I have now, most of them came from. You know, the, the, mm-hmm. the really smart guys that they were, you scored really good on this test. We're going to shove you into the nuclear program. I get along with those guys. I, you know, I was right, and right. you know, maybe if I'd have been more more special, like a linguist or something, maybe that wouldn't be true. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do that until later. You know, I went through the nuclear nightmare 
got dropped from it and, you know, came out on the other side and became a specialist. And I don't hang out with any of those people. Any place mm-hmm. you're at, I'll give an example. The biggest loser in the military is E6 over 23, okay? You've been in way too long. You've been stuck in gravy for way too long. And you aren't doing any for society, not even your fellow sailor or shipmate. You're not doing anything. You're just hanging out for Mm -hmm. a paycheck and a pension. And that moral bankruptcy is right now my biggest absolute anger that, you know, everybody's Mm -hmm. doing that now. They're hanging around in corporations doing the same thing or they're working for, I don't know, NOAA or, you know, some engineering corps (laughs) or whatever, you know, hanging around Mm -hmm. as an employee in a city. And they're just stuck it out. And that's, that was in the Navy long before that started coming into uh, the corporate world and, and especially the municipal world, right? Uh, before, the, the cities would go bankrupt, and they wouldn't worry about it. Uh-huh. You know, they, they'd say, we can't take anybody else on. Now they can just hire people on and dump them. So just like you yep. said, what's the point that's of that? Right. It's kind of like the you know, colleges used to be. So the hard part, getting back to the original on all this, um, where do you go? to be able to express yourself because it won't be in college if all the students are being pulled apart in the left, right, you know, conservative liberal paradigm by gender, by what you're studying, you know, they're not going to come together that way. You, if you went there as a religious person, you're still better off meeting someone at church. Good luck with that. Mm -hmm. way. Um, Yeah, exactly. Um, we talked about so that, that in the, uh, in the like monologue. Said, yeah, the yeah, church is so, only uh, catered to the young learned, people. They'll have the, yeah, just uh, they will have the uh, the uh, young adult group, eighteen to uh, to a thirty. The young couples group, young, young, young. They do nothing for anybody uh, over age thirty five. Put it that way, nothing. And that's really a travesty. Um, I was going. I was happily going to a church here on the on the north side of Phoenix, and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And then another church came by and just ate them. And I can tell you this: any church that's willing to eat another church to get a bigger uh, following, uh, I'm not going with them. Right? That's that's absolutely off limits to me. It's like you literally uh-huh. had to steal another church to get bigger. You couldn't get people to come to you for your own ideas and values. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. So forget that. Right. But it's not just churches that do that, right? It's unions. It's, you know, we've seen cities trying to grow city limits. That was true. Lake Forest, California, when I was living down there, Lake Forest is trying to be the biggest city down there. They were trying to buy up all the true everything around them. Yeah, that they were. scaring me to death. I did not want to be I remember that. Lake Forest after they <laughs> ate me. Even my bank. My bank yeah. was eaten by a bank that ate another bank that, you know, I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> and now uh, it's like the Pac-Man game. Pac-Man. Yes. Yeah. yeah you're living in Lake Forest wanted to get big. Yeah, they wanted to be big. Real big. A bigger, you know, yeah. yeah, real big. They wanted to be a big little city. <laughs> we're bigger than you. And so we're in Lake Forest and you're not. there's no room to do that. <laughs> there's no room to do that here, although they're constantly expanding Phoenix. And, again, that's that's causing problems with mm-hmm. the weather. Um, yeah. yeah. And just because they plan this out all the way to 2035, 2040, uh, I hate to tell you this, but that's not where the economics are going to take you. You know, it's like how do you know that, that uh, Phoenix is going to go, for example, like Bill Gates is begging expressly to the West? 
Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. There's there's lots of stuff down in the southeast corner. They got a brand new uh, freeway down there, Highway 24, and they're ready for the expansion that nobody's even moved into yet. That makes more sense than literally trying mm-hmm. to crowd out what they've got now. Trying to make freeways out of nowhere yeah. like they do at Luke Air Force Base. And again, there's your sucking out again. Everybody on Luke Air Force Base, mm-hmm. they're sucking out for the most part. But yeah, true. The long story short of it is. People have decided to throw away their dedication to their fellow man. They turned away from it. That's, that's a God thing to me. And they say, it doesn't matter that I'm hurting somebody else to get by. I'm just a survivor. It's like, well, mm-hmm. I don't like the way you survive. Go ahead and die. I mean, please. I don't need people <laughs> like you. trying. Right. Imagine this. I mean, you're selling tires and you know your tires are crap. Why don't you just quit? Obviously, the tire store you're working That's not for, the American way, I mean, Irish. I just, That's not the American way. We sell crappy tires in America. Hell, we're damn proud of it. Just kidding. Well, let me give you a good example That's about on that. that I just, I've been American for, Business I've been 101. For, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I've been looking for summer tires here in Phoenix because yeah. I don't care that it's going into the winter real soon. Okay. I know we're going right. to have hot summers for a while. That's just, I'm privy to that. I'm a scientist. So I don't care if I buy my summer tires at the end of summer. I figured there'd be some inventory for that, right? No. I, right. I checked the top 10 tire inventory re- for retail for you to go and buy for, uh-huh. you know, get a 100 or $200 off. Guess what? Nobody has a summer tire, period. End of story. So what I, I, I did, I looked out I my Spanish, went down, went down to the square, and spoke Spanish como, to get a couple of senor? used ones and just wait for the inventory to change. <laughs> I mean, I spent almost I nothing on them. I, I, it was a really good bargain. Made a few friends along the way. They loved my InfoWars shirt. Um, yeah, I mm-hmm. love that. And I would reckon, I would hope that there's enough bachelors out there that can, can speak enough Spanish to be able to cut that kind of a deal. Right. Quite frankly. I know. But you know, I well, can get away with I that. I take it and it was a with no choice. summer tires. Right. With no summer tires. You're not going to the Burning Man Festival next year, bottom line, correct? Well, uh, those you might need those, uh, what do you call those, those winter snow mud tires? <laughs> you're, you're needing something <laughs> yeah, like exactly. that. Maybe even old-fashioned, like, There's no Burning Man Festival for you. I uh, love it. I, I don't even know what to burn when Too I get funny. there. So I have no idea. I know. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for the wonderful call. Oh, and from the Birdie Man Festival, you're signing off. No, I'm just kidding. You're not there. You're not there. That's good. Scratch well, that, I folks. He's not there. Smack freely. <laughs> I, lo- I just love running the smack freely. We get on topics where I could just hey, unload you. And you know I me. I have no idea we, and I could talk on some of these subjects until we get there. Right. Well, so, let me tell you this. I might go there sometime in the future, but if I do, it'll be the Vaughn Weekend Show invading the Burning Man Festival and we'll have it on audio, and I'll be wearing my uh, my shades on, and I'll be interviewing people live from Burning Man Festival. How about I'll those apples? Up, uh, so that I'll would be hilarious. The, I'll clean up the audio for you. I'll clean up the audio for you, but I'm not going yeah. to take it live. I've thought about doing that. Okay. <laughs> Irish, thanks so much, man. We'll need you in the future for sure. Our tech wizard, folks. Irish Pirate, thanks so much, man. Appreciate you. Hoorah. Great, great call there by the pirate man himself. Austin Powers is always walking around here. He's in the studio, I think, tonight. 
So anyway, um, we do, uh, look, we also talk about rock and roll on this show and some music. Um, one of my uh, favorite bands, Smash Mouth, the lead singer Steve Barwell died uh, the other day, and uh, condolences to he and his family. Uh, he, he died in Boise, Idaho, of liver failure, I guess. And uh, I've seen them in concert three times. Uh, Love Smash Mouth back in the day when they came out with all their hits. Uh, you know, All Star, Walking on the Sun, uh, Then the Morning Comes, et cetera. So he died, a very, very tragic loss in the um, West Coast, I'd say, rock and roll. He's more known out here, I think, than back east. Also, Jimmy Buffett died on Saturday. Uh, he's now with a cheeseburger in paradise. Um, my God, the parrot heads. It's kind of a Burning Man thing with his following, too. His people are deeply committed parrot heads, and he's huge in Florida, especially the Key West area. Uh, my God, in Key West, that bottom southland of Florida there, Miami, Jimmy Buffett, I heard, has been playing everywhere. I have a friend of Miami who tells me about that. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of um, untimely deaths. So on this show, if you're a young bachelor or bachelorette even on the make, uh, you got to live your life, folks. Uh, life is short. Live your life to the max. Make sure every, you know, live your life like every day is your last. Not that you want your every day to be your last, but you want to live well. And I've always said that living well is the best revenge to our crazy mixed-up world, and you want to be uh, walking on the sun in more ways than not. Yes, yes. 
the tears Because our baby's life has been revoked The bond is broke Got some choke up and foe Kiss on the clothes Dark miss our wheels I can't reform No God like Hogan Spoken So don't sit back Kick back and watch the world get pushed Whack news that Daniel neighborhood Is under attack Put away the crack before the crack Put you away You need to be there when your baby's old enough to relax The great band Smash Mouth there with their great hit, Walking in the Sun. Um, yeah, uh, well, look, I've seen them live uh, downtown Phoenix uh, in Las Vegas and elsewhere. Uh, they put on one hell of a show. Uh, they were in Tempe a few times, too. I saw them at the uh, New Year's Eve Festival. So one hell of a show for Smash Mouth there. Um, look, uh, these celebrities are going to be dropping like flies. Don't forget, a lot of them took the shot they have crazy lifestyles, they drink too much, they take, they pop too many pills, and they die at young ages. And um, your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to have more longevity and do things in moderation. And don't abuse alcohol or drugs at all. Just don't. It's going to tinker with your system. It's going to short-circuit your wiring, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause you to die. Uh, the lead singer of Smash Mouth died at age 56. That's pretty young in today's society. Um, but again, he said he abused alcohol. I read his bio and he had a big problem with that for years. And, you know, it's the trappings of stardom, the trappings of millions of dollars and, uh, a lot of stars and, you know, they will make the money or rock stars, new stars. They make the money. They come up, they get rich, they get lucky, they make it. And then all hell breaks loose, you know? Um, look, um, you want to be, Sober in life as much as possible, except for the weekends, maybe. But you want to, uh, you know, you want to have a good life as much as possible. And being sick all the time or being addicted to things. See, I never liked the idea of being addicted to anything because I did not want it to be have any control over me. And a lot of people, I think, love addiction because then they say, well, it, it enables them to cease controlling their own life then they can blame the drug or the alcohol or the spirits for their problems. And they can cede control. And they say, well, it's the bottle, it's this, it's my doctor giving me too many pills, what have you. If you're a bachelor out there, you, you got to be aware of this stuff. Uh, if you've got a propensity, put it that way, to be hooked on stuff, you got to watch that at a young age and really discipline yourself to not go in those directions. It will ruin your life. And it could end it, you know. So, um, look, um, I'm going to my nephew's wedding. I have a young nephew. He's getting married this weekend. So this weekend I'll be somewhere in Texas. And I'm going to be there and uh, be at the wedding. Uh, it's outside of the Houston area. And um, 
It's going to be interesting. Uh, it's going to be fun. I wish him well. He's uh, marrying his uh, middle school, junior high, and high school sweetheart. And uh, she's of German stock. And I think they're going to do great. You know, he's out of school, out of Texas Tech, got like an electronic science degree, uh, wants to be a contractor. In Texas, I said, son, you're going to do great things because Texas is full of contractors. And they're always building something somewhere. You're going to make a lot of money. And uh, just don't forget your Uncle Vaughn. Uh, <laughs> maybe destitute one of these days. Give me a loan or something. No. But um, he's going to do good. And he'll make, he'll, he's going to do great. For him, in his, in, in his world, that's why I bring him up, um, my young nephew, Seth, marriage is going to be great for him because he knows what's out there. He's old enough and like age 26 now to know he's heard about the uh, toxic dating, the social media. He's aware of all that. And he goes, you know what? I don't want to take my chances out there in social media land. I've already got a good thing here. So I'm going to go take her on the ride of her life, and we're going to go for it. And that's it. That's a wonderful decision. Good for him. Um, not every guy meets the love of his life in junior high or high school, though. And this show is for those guys, mainly. But for him, uh, he loves my shows. He, li he listens a lot. He's going to get married this weekend, so I'll be flying out to wish him well. And I'll be incognito in the back row, just kidding, with my shades on. <laughs> and um, he's a good kid. He's a good kid. So it's each to his own. Every guy has his own story, right? And um, now I've got a friend of mine in Florida, too, who survived the uh, hurricane. Which, by the, by the way, Hurricane Idalia was a dud. Didn't do a whole lot of damage. But he's married there. He's middle-aged with his wife. He inherited a bunch of money from his father, who was a New Mexico attorney in Albuquerque for years. So he inherited a lot of money. Um, he basically plays guitar. You know, he, he trades stocks. He's a pretty good stock picker, I will say. But now his marriage is not, I mean, it's pretty funny. It's not the best marriage. I think he married her because he just, some guys are not comfortable in their own skin. He's one of those guys. Not comfortable being alone. Not comfortable dating. He's very awkward in the dating realm. So he found a girl that's kind of a worker bee, and she works a lot, but he pays the bills. And basically that's his life. He, they moved down to Florida, and he's boating every day. He sends me pictures of, of him catching catfish, and he just the catch and release thing. Eats some of them. But he's out there boning around. But uh, I have all kinds of friends and all kinds of different levels and strata of society. It's pretty interesting where everyone ends up. And on more shows, we'll have more stories about all of that and more. I guarantee it. The female fun. They live free. Taking what they want. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
come from all walks of life. You're hurting me, Marty. They swore never again to let a man hurt them. The female bus. They tease men. They torture them. They love them. We don't give a damn about society's rules. We have our own laws here. Break one of their laws, you won't live to regret it. Russ Tamblin, Lon Chaney Jr., Jennifer Bishop in the female bunch. They're coming soon. They're wild and no angels. Their very name spreads terror. Their credo is violence. Their god, hate. And they call themselves the Wild Angels. These are today's real rebels. With a chip on their shoulder, a monkey on their back, and a hate for the world in their guts. Blue, leader of a wolf pack on wheels. Mike, too much in love to care what she does or with whom. Joint, the fuzz hater. Show him a badge and he sees red. Bull, swinging a cycle chain and lusting for action. American International presents Peter Fonda and Nancy Sinatra in The Wild Angels. In Panavision and color with members of the Venice chapter of The Hell's Angels. The Wild Angels is the most terrifying film of our time. Yeah, the Wild Angels. I love those biker movies from the late 1960s, early 70s. I have a whole bunch on DVD. They are fun to watch. These kids will try anything for kicks. A hopped-up car. An innocent girl. I don't want it to be like this. Hey, just don't play games with me. And maybe even murder. Just stand there, chicken. Don't move. They call him Duke. He uses girls the same way he uses cars for kicks. Get lost, Ernie. You think you can handle them? You're just a kid. You think I've never kissed a boy before? Is that what you want? To wind up in a motel room with any man? All you think about is me getting married. What if something happens to the man I married? What if he gets to be like that? Oh. They're trying to kill us, Peg. You've got to do business on their terms. Night and day, these kids will try anything for kids. They'll try anything for kicks. I love that. We'll get a cocktail. We'll uh, enter into the last segment of the show here, and I shall return with more. I guarantee it.
Good stuff. Had a little intermission there. Well, in the past shows, we talked about expat travel. And, guys, if you pick a spouse down the road, your bachelor now, pick a healthy one. Don't pick a woman who has tons of medical problems if you can avoid it. Just saying because um, you will be taking care of her in her old age as the male nurse. Because you won't be able to afford the health care bills. Have you seen the health care bills in this nation going through the roof? Go to eat your lunch. You won't be able to keep up with it, I'm telling you, unless you got a really big, good-paying job. And I mean a good-paying job. Um, it's really getting dicey out there on all fronts. The economy is not that great under Biden. We all know that. So I've told you before, you got to outthink, outmaneuver that turkey, that idiot, and make your money, keep your job if you can. And also about real estate. A lot of you guys email me during the week and about the real estate game. Uh, look, I told you guys again this story that when I was a young buck coming up, they said, go west, young man. Go west and make your fame and fortune, right? Well, that's all changed now because out west, the average home out here in Phoenix Scottsdale is 450 grand. It's a lot of cash. California is probably. Six six fifty for your average three bedroom two bath home. All the Rocky Mountain states north of us, Utah, Idaho, etc., are about the same price, a little bit lower than Arizona. My point to you is, you got to go east now to find the good deals. Go to flyover country, which is beautiful, by the way. All those states, you know, but you. you have like 20, 25 states out, out there that are very, very reasonable. I go to Zillow all the time, and I see homes in Oklahoma, Missouri, Arkansas, Iowa especially, Indiana even, Alabama. 
extremely reasonable in cost. And there's more, many, many more. Check out the Ozarks. Check out Kansas, Nebraska. Look around. That's where the values are. You want to get a home for 80, 90, 100 grand? To this day, that's where you go. You don't go east and you don't go west anymore. You stay in the Midwest or you move there if you live out here. A lot of young guys live out here and they go, I can't afford a house in Phoenix. I go, no, you can't unless you're going to inherit a lot of money or mommy and daddy's going to help you. You got to go where the values are. So you may have to, I know one guy in my uh, office um, from a while back who I stay in touch with and he, he and his girlfriend and um, we'll do lunch once in a while, but they can't find a home out here in Phoenix. So he's going to move to Iowa. And I said, you should go to Iowa, man. Check it out. Buy a home there for 80, 90, 100 grand, or maybe an acre of land. You can't get that out here anymore. Those days are over, and they're going to be over, and they're never coming back. The only place in Arizona that I would recommend is Kingman, because Kingman, the houses are about 250 still versus five to 700 grand in Flagstaff because the California money bought up Flagstaff. Flagstaff used to be really cheap when I first got here in the 90s, not anymore. So Kingman is in the middle of everything. You're by Vegas, you're by the mountains, you're by Flag, you're by California, you're by the Colorado River for jet skiing and houseboats and parties like, like that. Real hot, but that's where you can afford to buy a house. But I would go east short of that, you know. Remember that movie Scarface I talk about once in a while, starring Al Pacino? I love it when he looks up in the sky and he sees that Goodyear blimp broadcasting the slogan, the world is yours. And it is, my friends. It is. In past shows, we talked about no honey and no money. And no honey means no woman on your arm. In Mexico, they'll say, Senor Vaughn, no money, no honey, senor. It's true. Um, you've got to make an income, stay functional in this crazy political and economic world, and stay busy, stay working. Because nothing is worse than being off work for three, four, five months. You go through whatever savings you had, and now you're starting over again. Now, if it happens, it happens. But try to avoid it. I know a guy that lost his job in Scottsdale. He's um, a rancher out that way. And he literally got a job at a convenience store stocking cans on the shelf at 20 bucks an hour. Yeah, and now they're offering him overtime and everything. It's an easy job. He works nights and some mornings, restocking the shelves and doing odd jobs around there. Super easy, 20 bucks an hour. Not fantastic money, but not bad. Not bad cash at all. It's better than zero. You know what I mean? So marriage. For The Bachelor, it's a young man's game. still is. You got to ask yourself, what's in it for you, too? And a lot of you guys have got homes, or you're going to hold off on buying a house 
and so you get married, that's fine. But if you can buy a house now, buy one. You can always rent it out later. But get something of your own is my best advice. Buy a home that you control, that you own, that's in your name and nobody else's. And then if you meet that girl as a young bachelor, you say you want to get a new house, great. Now you use your collective money to buy a new, bigger house. Not brand new, but, you know, a new property. Could be an old home, but I'm just saying you buy that with new money. But you always keep the first house that you buy. One is that in case things go south, you have a place to go back to. Two, you can rent it for rental income to help pay for that home and maybe help pay for the new home. And uh, it'll always be an investment for you as well. So uh, buy it cheap enough could be a great deal for you, but don't always sell it because you're getting married. I'd keep it. I'd keep it and buy another house. And then once you're married, if she's working, try to buy a third or fourth house. Rent those out. And build, 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 build. You get the picture. We're builders on, on the show. Yeah, unfortunately, you need money to live. It's expensive out there. And getting more expensive by the day. It's not getting cheaper. Houses are not getting cheaper. I told my audience years ago that lodging where you live, for most, not all, if you got a house, great, you're grandfathered in. But for most people looking, it's going to go through the roof. It's going to be at a premium price. And it's still a seller's market, especially out where I live. Uh, there's more people, more demand on Phoenix Scottsdale than sellers. So if you put your house up for sale, it's gone, it's sold in a week. Unlike many parts of the Midwest where a house can sit for three, four, five, six months. I know that I, I know people out back back that way. But out here, no. In fact, houses can sell in one day. Contract, done. So it's all about supply and demand, as is everything else in life. You know, Tony, you've seen that movie, Scarface, Tony Montana, you know the drill. First you get the money, then you get the power, and you get the girl. This country, you've got to make the money for us. Then when you get the money, you get the power. Then when you get the power, then you get the woman. The woman. The woman. The woman. The woman. The woman. <laughs> Right. That's right. Well, you know, it is true that, uh, look, it takes money to make money. But if you're just starting out, you, you guys, you got to be a hustler. You got to do whatever, you know, man, wait tables, bus tables. I don't care. Sell cars, um, work in construction. 
do whatever you got to do. When I first got out, I was school. I was in hotels and restaurants and bars and working those and managing those and um, went from there, you know? And wherever I went, people always said, you got a radio voice. You should be on the radio. Oh, I thought I saw you on a billboard or I heard you on the news or something. Heard that at least a thousand times. And I go, well, I'm going to be on the radio. And yes, I would just say, yes, you've already heard me. <laughs> and it got me thinking. I kept hearing that over and over and over again. People said I was persuasive. They were listening. You go, wow, I love your voice. Wow, this and this. I mean, I've heard better voices than mine. Don't get me wrong. But I must have heard that a thousand times. It was God talking to me and saying, son, you're going to go on the radio. I want you on the radio. And the rest is history. Uh, but I think sometimes God talks to us in mysterious ways. And when you keep hearing something over and over and over again, it's the cosmos, the universe talking to you. Heed it. Listen to it. You know, someone's trying to tell me something. And whatever it is, in America, the bachelor is seen and viewed as the rebels in society. Not as much as rejecting society, but they're seen as the rebels or the rogue bachelors. And that's largely true. Questions asked for any bachelor, any man about town. Do you get the woman that you want, or do you get the woman that you deserve? Whatever woman you do get, are you getting along? Or do you see the warning signs? The time to bail out over Europe, like World War II paratrooper. We told you before, COVID-19 has really changed the dating scene. Do the women even respond to you online with your great profile, etc.? Did the women keep to themselves and their girly parties, or are they actually seeking to meet real men in real time, in the time-space continuum, if you will? As a man, whatever woman that you are dating, do you make excuses for your women? Think about it. Does your woman work with you or against you? That's a big one. With you or against you. Whatever woman you pick, you want her to work with you. That means she has to be a doormat. That means she has to agree with you 24-7. But she should work with you. Are you making too many concessions in your bachelor pad to make the relationship work? Or maybe you need a bigger perspective on like on life to make those concessions work. Guys dream of big things, but also don't let the women be the dream killers in your own life, okay?
Austin Powers there. I love this. Very cool. Oh, yes, there's some good uh, classic uh, retro jazz there. Sometimes in life, they really are out to get you. And uh, women are all over the Internet, and they're saying they want real men, right? I, I, they'll say, I want a real man over and over again. But the women are fake. A lot of them are. They have fake eyelashes, fake boobs, plastic surgery, fake noses. You know, where are the real women or what the men want to know? Women know that their shelf life is short. It goes from age 18 to about age 35, but men age like fine wine. What you want is a healthy, happy girl who will age well with you. That's a good thing, right? Men are the builders. Women are the spenders in our economy. Well, that's partially true. Women will say because we run the household. That's somewhat true. But don't let her dictate to you in the in your own household or man cave either. Make sure you're a part of those decisions. Now, again, in uh, contrary to those uh, those diamond um, commercials you always see, uh, no. As a matter of fact, I don't have a friend in the diamond business and don't want one. Capiche? You know. Uh, don't go for the high-maintenance women. Give her a reasonable ring if you ever go that direction. Uh, we had this guy on uh, the radio here. Oh, my God, he's been on for years. I'll try to mimic his voice. He goes, um, we send our buyers to Bangkok, Thailand, to find the best diamonds in the world. Now you have a friend in the diamond business. Oh, God. It's like Mr. Goldstein ad, you know, for the Jewish... Um, uh, Diamond Marine Company. Uh, you know, hey, if you got to go that route, I get it. Uh, all women want a ring eventually if you're going to get serious with them. But uh, the societal matrix does not even want you to own a bachelor pad. The young guys that are Generation Z or Millennials, they are talking you out of it. The rules are stacked against you. That's why there's the Von Wehunt Show helping you along. Corporate America is doing their best to dumb you down. And uh, we speak the truth on my show. Well, we will tell you about the uh, expat lifestyle, uh, American women versus foreign chicks. We've had that a ton of shows on that. The pros and the cons. You know, a lot of you guys are on these online dating programs. And let me tell you, is she ever going to come over here? Do you have the money to fly? Because most of those girls you're talking to can only afford a phone, and they have internet on their phone. They can't afford to fly to Dallas or Phoenix, or uh, Kansas City, Missouri, to meet you, or Vegas. They can't afford any of that. So if she's not ever, if, if you're never going to meet her in real time, what's the point? You're just wasting your time, effort, and money. I'm serious. I know a few guys in town here, all they do is talk to uh, women overseas, and one of them was Asian women. Okay, he's always talking to girls in Japan, South Korea, and China. I get it, but I'm going, man, you're wasting your time. Those girls are peasant girls. <laughs> they can afford a phone, but they're never going to come over here, so what are you doing? You know? So uh, keep that in mind, too. Make sure that if you're online, you get the biggest bang for your buck, pun intended, okay? And if a man doesn't have a job, in America, it's called a loser in our society, right? 
Don't be a loser. Have a job. Have something to do. A man needs something to go to every day. And a woman in, in America that, that, that uh, doesn't have a job right now is called a part-time hooker. <laughs> it's almost to that level. You know, there's no need for you to recreate the wheel here since you have my book and you have this show. I did all the work for you, the man. All you have to do is buy it and read it or listen to, to the show every week as I go through the course curriculum. It's the accumulated book of male wisdom. I've told you before, if you meet a new girl, I call it the $10 coffee date. Now, some people will tell you, um, keep it below 30 or $40. Well, for some of you guys, that's two hours of labor. If you're making 15, 16, 17, 18 bucks an hour. I say make it the $10 coffee date. If a woman really wants to meet up with you locally, they will. If not, don't worry about them because they only see you as a walking ATM machine anyway. So don't pay any uh, PPM crap. It's paper meat. It's kind of trendy out here in the West. Girls go, I'm so busy. I'll meet you if you pay me for my time. I swear to God. When you hear that, put the phone down and say, see ya. It's very trendy in L.A. It's coming out here like a, like a cancer to Phoenix. Um, but you got to be careful about all that stuff. You know, so you heard a lot tonight. You heard some callers. We heard some uh, some good promos, some fun stuff, some conjecture. I wish all the bachelors of America well. We have our work cut out for us, and I know all of you do as well. And don't forget our Thursday show, Thursday at 8 o'clock. You know, be there or be square. It's our hard-hitting political show. We'll talk in more in depth about the things that are going on in society and politics, current event, news, and geopolitics and all that. So we're starting off from the Bachelor's Den of America and our Mountain Stronghold. We salute you all out there who are in the uh, who are dating, who are maybe or thinking of getting hitched. Whatever your case is, whatever your story is, please keep those cards and letters coming. I do read all of your emails at vonweekendshow at gmail dot com. You always dial the show at five six three nine 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 three four three seven for next month's show. A lot of you have asked for the show to be on every week. If you want, still want that, email me. Let me know why you want it on every week. I want to know why and for what purpose and if it's helping you out in your life. A lot of you guys listen. We've got tens of thousands, if not millions of listeners. And only the brave call, and I definitely get that. So we wish you all well. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you from the Bachelor's Den. Aloha, America. Good night. And God bless to all.
Hi everyone, Donald Lowry here, and I'm the marketing director for Contra Radio Network. You know what helps me sleep well? Physical gold. Gold IRAs help people diversify. The best gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals, with thousands of happy customers. Learn why Americans get gold IRAs. Get Augusta's free guide. Text CONTRA to 68592. That's C-O-N-T-R-A to 68592. Or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Have you or someone you know ever had a hard drive crash? Or maybe your cell phone or tablet died, taking all of your pictures with it. You've thought about backing up your data, but all of the plans out there cost too much money for just a little bit of storage space. Well, now there's a solution. Got backup? That's right, Got Backup will allow you to back up unlimited devices, up to six terabytes of data for only $9.97 a month. And that's not all. You can earn commissions by referring friends and family too. Got Backup is the only data storage center that allows you to earn income on your referrals. Check out Got Backup now. Log on to john-jeffers.com. That's john-jeffers.com. Log on now. 